0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast being recorded February 10th, 2020 in the beautiful Hampton & Suites, Fairfield, New Jersey. It's once again time for that crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Like I had said in the intro, I am in Fairfield, New Jersey, where it is a brisk 43 degrees and rainy. So after leaving the sun of Orlando this morning, I am now in the cool and wet. Last week was my first week of not spending at least one night in a hotel over the last 70 plus weeks. And I actually considered checking into my local Hilton on Friday night just to keep the streak going but decided to kill it at 70 plus. The week before that was a trip to Atlanta with an evening out to watch the Atlanta Gladiators take on the Utah Grizzlies in some minor league hockey. Before, yes count them, four Gladiator cheerleaders kept us entertained between periods and it's been a while since I've been to a minor league hockey game and I really do enjoy the entertainment value that you get from the chuck-a-puck where you end up trying to Chuck a puck over the glass between one of the periods and land on a target and win wonderful prizes to the Zorb Ball hockey with these small kids. And the Zorb Zorb Balls are those big inflatable balls that you see where people go rolling down the hills. For the most part, it was an evening well spent, even if the price of a decent beer was north of $11. If you spent any time following this podcast, you've heard that it is of my opinion that I have never taken the same route from the Newark airport to my hotel. Taxi, Uber, Lyft, car service, it seems that every single time the route is different. Same goes when I rent a car, Waze, Google, or Apple Maps, they all seem to take me a different way. Well, my new flying spot is now LaGuardia, since Southwest has abandoned Newark. And I now have my first ride under my belt and the default route established, so stay tuned to see what this leads me to. For all you road warriors, Friday is Valentine's Day. If you forgot, good luck. However, most airports do offer some sort of gift ideas pricey but most of them have something chicago has and i actually saw this today when i was going through chicago has spirit of the red horse they also have a location in nashville both the charlotte and atlanta airports have a brighton store and the united concourse at newark offers up the metropolitan museum shop so if you've got deep pockets and even limited creativity, I'm sure you can find something on your fly-in back home, or as we say, fly-in Friday. Also, don't forget, if you are flying Southwest on Valentine's Day, it is one of the few days that Southwest actually gives out free drinks. And just my luck, I have a Thursday night flight home. The proverbial 500-pound elephant, or should I say virus, in the room is, of course, the coronavirus. At this point, I'm not really doing anything differently. I feel that my daily intake of Flintstone chewables is ready to win the war for me. That being said, I did see about a dozen folks wearing masks this morning at the uh, MCO at Orlando International. And with my extensive non-medical training, I would say that domestic travel is still relatively safe and that you're at greater risk, of course, if you're traveling abroad, especially if you go to China and dine on some of the delicacy-like street rats. On to the January crazy travel roundup, and this month there's an added theme to just the crazy part of it. The theme is, just because you can doesn't mean you should. First up from Boing Boing, somebody swiped weed from Chicago Airport's Cannabis Amnesty Box. While recreational marijuana was legalized in Illinois on January 1st, it is still illegal under federal law. So just a few weeks back, authorities installed a cannabis amnesty box at Chicago airports for travelers to drop their grass before flying. But last week, somebody arriving at Chicago Midway helped themselves to the stash. Police reportedly noticed the marijuana missing from the amnesty box during a check on Wednesday evening around 8 p.m. According to a source from NBC5, upon reviewing the surveillance footage, police saw a man believed to be an incoming passenger reaching inside and absconding with the marijuana hours earlier. The marijuana itself was left behind by a separate passenger who placed it in the amnesty box after being found with it during a security check. So I actually connected in Chicago today and I was just about tempted to head outside the terminal for a picture of this box, a weed amnesty box. What was the Chicago Airport Authority thinking? I've talked about dope smokers in the past and how their main goal in life is finding new and unusual ways to smoke dope. I mean, this box had to have been the holy grail of cannabis for these people. It wouldn't surprise me if dope smokers actually traveled to Chicago, maybe with this guy, that's what he did since he was an arriving passenger, just to see this cannabis amnesty box in person. You know, it kind of reminds me of the leave a penny, need a penny a tray at my local stop and rob. Just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Another one from Boing Boing, TSA officer grabbed Native Americans' woman's braids, snapped them, and said, Giddy up. Tara Husaka, an attorney and indigenous rights activist, was going through TSA security at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport when TSA told Tara that she would need to have her braids padded down as a security precaution. She pulled them from behind my shoulders, laughed, and said, Giddy up as she snapped my braids like reins. Tara said on Twitter. My hair is part of my spirit. I'm a native woman. I'm angry, humiliated. Your fun hurt. So TSA, our federal security director, Cliff Van Leeuwen, says that Tara's description of the incident was accurate. Hey, TSA, it's 2020. This crap does not fly. This is wrong on so many fronts. I understand that everyone has a kink, and possibly this TSA's person's kink involved braids and some kind of equine-themed activity. However, living it out in public without the other's explicit consent just isn't okay. Again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. From one of the travel sites, view from the wing, we get passenger strips down as she walks through Miami Airport. There's a video going viral on Twitter of a woman in the Miami Airport. In my estimation, she must be an elite frequent flyer because she's able to check all of her belongings and go carry-on free. She must not have faced many checked baggage fees. She doesn't have a rollerboard, she doesn't have a purse, and she's dressed in what looks to be a swimsuit, at least at the beginning of the video. And she continues walking as she loses even that. So every few months we talk about nudity. We've talked about it in the past. We'll talk about it in the future. Like I always say, there's good nudity and bad nudity. Hands down, this is bad nudity. Watching the video for the sake of research, it is bad nudity. She may have a future in the entertainment business. Reddit posted an after the video video. After the video video, where she was still naked perched atop a police car, unfortunately it appears that she has some demons and hopefully she can get some help. I really couldn't find an update on her. And again, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And oh yeah, I almost forgot. Thank you, Florida. Back to Boing Boing. Passengers with mobile Wi-Fi network named Remote Detonator Removed From Plane. At Detroit Metropolitan National Airport, police removed two passengers from a GoJet Delta Connection flight because they apparently wouldn't turn off a mobile phone that reportedly had a Wi-Fi network named Remote Detonator. Flight attendants announced that they would be calling police if personal Wi-Fi wasn't turned off. It was a nerve-wracking moment when an estimated 10 emergency vehicles with flashing lights surrounded the plane. A flight attendant told him there was a personal Wi Fi called remote detonator that was never turned off. Wayne County Airport Authority spokesman Lisa Gass could not confirm the name of the Wi Fi hotspot, but said both removed passengers, a 42 year old woman and a 31 year old man, both from Quebec, were released following the incident pending further investigation. So as we all know, when you hear pending further investigation, it means we really don't have an answer at this point. But more than likely, these two are going to end up in some sort of hot water. So for me, file this under, I am the lord of the dumbasses. And again, file it under just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I myself have renamed countless access points. My favorite one is to rename it Disconnected. So that every time anybody connects to it and they look down at their assist tray, instead of seeing the Wi-Fi hotspot, all they see is disconnected. Lots of fun. Don't do it to your parents because you'll end up on the phone call trying to trouble. Point me to the plane from the blogosphere provides Delta passenger uses feet to browse movie selections. Yummy, one Delta traveler captured a fellow passenger using her feet's sand socks to scroll through the in-flight movie selections. On his New Year's Day flight. Erica Olivera tweeted along with the picture I fly a lot, and this by far is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on a plane. Bringing hashtag antibacterial ripe. Where's at Naomi Campbell when you need her in flight wipe down advice? Hashtag Delta, hashtag freaking flyers. Commenters wondered if perhaps the woman had a disability, to which the poster responded that both her arms looked just fine. She carried her expensive luggage on and off the plane and also used her arms to throw back cocktails and take snacks from the galley when the F.A. wasn't around. A Delta flight attendant even got into the conversation saying that she would have said something to the passenger if there was no apparent handicap issue. Bare feet in planes. What is up with you people? I remember as a young lad laying on the floor watching TV and being too lazy to get up to change the channel. Yes, believe it or not, there was a time when there weren't TV remotes. So I took a couple of my monkey toes and wrapped them around the channel selector and gave it a quick twist. I was amazed at my creativity as well as my flexibility. This amazement was short-lived as one of my parents yelled out, What are you, a monster? At a young age, I learned a very valuable lesson. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Unfortunately, due to my crazy schedule of being home last week, we weren't able to uh, hook up with Chris Brown to get him on this month, but I promise you that he will be back for February's Crazy Travel Roundup because he's a heck of a lot funnier than I am. Everybody, thanks for listening. Safe travels, and have a great day hey wait a second don't go make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com from food to travel to just general life humor we cover all the topics thanks again